those of you that know me, my name is Shelby. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm also a restrictor. Um, I've been in OA for, for eight years and I have been abstinent for seven years. In fact, my birthday, my OA birthday is coming up right around the corner in January. Um, I was one of those New Year's resolution, you know, people that, you know, came in right in January. I know that, you know, uh, we always, you know, expected influx of people during this time of year, especially after the holidays. Um, my abstinence is no binging and no restricting. Um, I'm abstinent today and um, I am on a losing abstinence. I'm not at my, what I would consider my goal weight, if there is such a thing, but um, I'm definitely on my way and um, I'm in a really great place right now. So in fact, I'm very happy and it's all, a lot of it's to do with this program. So um, this is my story. Um, I, how it was, um, I don't know, for the most part, you know, I had a very happy and secure childhood. I was very much loved, you know, um, as a young girl, I played a lot of sports. I was active. Um, in general, I was a very happy kid. I don't, I don't remember really having too much trauma as a young child. You know, I was always the, the good eater, you know. Um, I remember my brother was always the picky eater. So I was the one that was always praised for, you know, cleaning my plate. And um, I recall uh, my brother having to sit at the table for like hours or hours after dinner you know, because he refused to eat. And um, so I was, I was the good one, you know, and uh, that was, you know, instilled in me at a very young age. And um, I recall like first starting to go to food for comfort when I was in my teens. And um, I started to gain a little bit of weight, you know, from being just going through puberty and all that. Uh, but I realized very early on that I could, lose weight through dieting and exercise and uh, because that's what was emulated in front of me that's what my parents taught me that's what my parents did so that's what I did you know um and you know those of us that are young girls were taught also at a young age that to be you know young and attractive you know that we need to be thin and beautiful you know um and that's what I strive to be because again I was the good girl I wanted to be um, you know, I wanted to be that good girl for my parents, you know, um, and I don't think I've ever spoken about this before, but I think it's important to mention because, you know, um, I don't know, I've never heard this before, but, you know, I was, I was kind of popular in high school. Um, I was not the most popular girl, but I did hang out with a popular crowd. Um, you know, I was, like I said, I was an athlete. I was also the head cheerleader. And I was also the winter formal queen, you know? I think, honestly, my my brothers were popular and I kind of rode in on their coattails. But, um, you know, I've never mentioned this before because, I don't know, I kind of feel like as if, and I don't know why I feel this way because I don't feel judged when I walk into these rooms. But I guess I was afraid that people might think of me as like the mean girl, you know? And even though I wasn't that kind of person, I think it's important to kind of talk about this because even popular people, they may seem like they have it all together, 
and they looked, you know, they looked like they're loved and they have everything, you know, going on and everything seems to be perfect in their lives. But many of them are suffering from this disease and there's no one that they can reach out to or no one that they can even talk to about it. And they're suffering just like everybody else. And that constant pressure to always look perfect and to always look beautiful and um, it never goes away. And that pressure is enormous, that, that pressure of perfectionism. And um, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that found this program. Um, in fact, I just over the holidays, I ran into a high school friend of mine and um, she's very much still suffering from this disease. Um, and, you know, um, it's something, you know, you want to be gentle about those people that are not in program. You, you know, you don't want to um, come at them too hard, you know, but, um, you know, I, I try to gently talk to her, you know, a little bit about my story. And because um, I could see and I could see it, you know, just how much she was suffering. And yeah, she was a very close friend of mine in high school. And and at the time in high school, we never talked about it, you know. Um, so, um, you know, I, I still think that I'll probably reach out to her very soon here. But anyway, um, as far as myself, my disease, it probably got its worse during my marriage. Um, I was obsessed with being the perfect wife and always looking um, the way that he wanted me to. I thought about it constantly. And I was in a marriage where, you know, you know, my husband very much encouraged that. And um, he, too, wanted me to be that perfect thing that was right next to him, you know. Um, and my marriage was nothing but just toxic, you know, get breaking up, getting back together. And then that together with cycling, the cycling of dieting and binging, you know, uh, those of you that know my story, I was the chronic yo-yo dieter. You know, I was either gaining weight or I was losing weight. And I was, that, and this happened over, gosh, well, since I was a teenager, but it really got bad in my marriage. You know, all I could do, you know, was obsess over trying to achieve the, the thin ideal you know, that my body was probably not even capable of fitting into anyway, but um, I was never able to maintain any weight for any length of time. So, um, you know, because, yeah, it it's just been, it was a constant struggle until I got into this program, you know, um, and during that time, you know, I tried all the diet pill programs. I did the injections. I did boot camps. I did CrossFit, I did hypnosis, you know, I read all the diet books, you know, I went to all the professional diet programs. I tried, you know, so many, you know, at-home diet programs. Um, and in my 30s, you know, my husband and I, we opened up a boot camp and I was a boot camp instructor. And um, I was also, you know, um, we opened up a CrossFit and I was a CrossFit, you know, instructor. And I think at the time I might've been an exercise bulimic, but I don't know for sure. All I know is that my days uh, were filled with weighing myself, you know, calculating my caloric intake and how much I burned on a daily basis. I mean, I had graphs, I had charts. Um, 
it was my obsession. It was like, almost felt like a second job, you know? Um, and when things got really bad, you know, I was, uh, I tried laxatives, you know, but that didn't work because the cramping was so excruciating. I tried, you know, purging my food and I couldn't successfully do that. But in my head, this is this is the crazy part about all of this, in my head at the entire time, I thought I was being completely rational. This all made sense to me. You know, purging my food or taking laxatives totally made sense to me. Um, at the time, I did not think that there was anything wrong with this. And that's, that's how bad it got, you know. Um, and I was suffering, you know, immensely. And um, the start of my bottom was about, you know, 10 years ago. And my marriage was failing. And my husband was cheating on me. And I was depressed. And I was suffering from anxiety. And I had binged and gained weight back up to my top pregnancy weight. And I was... Um, like I said, I was depressed. I was out of shape. I was a wreck and I knew I needed help. And, um, I started going to therapy and my therapist had recommended like a regimen of like exercise and journaling and, you know, healthy eating. And then one of the things that he told me to do was to find a support group. And so in my journey, you know, um, I had started listening to OA podcasts and phone meetings for the first time. And um, I related very much to all the stories that were being said, but it took me a long time before I actually entered the rooms. Um, so I was listening for, I, I wanna say a year, maybe maybe longer before I actually came into the rooms. And, um, I immediately realized that this is exactly where I was supposed to be. Um, I knew what, what when they said I was powerless over food and that my life had become unmanageable, I was like, yes. <laughs> and um, what I was attracted to immediately was the light in people's eyes, you know, that, you know, these people were, these people were happy, you know, and I was immediately attracted to what they had, you know, because I didn't have it. You know, and it wasn't so much about the weight. It was just how people, the shine in their eyes and the peacefulness that they had. And and although there were many stories of struggle, you know, um, and painful, painful, you know, stories as well um, and shares, it still felt like as if this was, this was where I was supposed to be, you know. So, and I knew that's what I wanted. And so I kept coming back. And um, so, as I said, you know, um, this is the time of year that I came into OA and I had made myself, you know, a New Year's resolution. Um, I was determined to have a healthy body, you know. <laughs> and um, my suggestion though, to anybody that is listening, you know, and may not have, you know, come to an in-person meeting, you know, I think you need to come when you are ready. Um, it took me a long time to get into the rooms and I had to, I had to listen. I had to listen on my own time, you know, before I came into the rooms. And, but my program didn't start until I walked in. That's for sure too. And I was lucky enough to find a sponsor and find a sponsor quickly. Um, I 
you know, I don't think you should be bullied into coming to the rooms. You know, you need to come when you are ready. Um, just keep listening, go online, call in, you know, go in person, just, just keep coming back however it is that you can. That's, that's what, that's what I did. And that's what worked for me. Um, so, but the perfectionism that I suffered from, um, and um, it is definitely eased in this program, although I still think I suffer from it, you know, um, deep still, I, I'm gonna admit and be honest, you know, deep down inside, I still desire to have this perfect body. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm hoping that one day, you know, I will let that go. You know, um, I just don't want to have that feeling of, you know, that feeling of like crawling out of my skin, you know, because I'm not that perfect ideal, you know, um, I still, so I still suffer from body image issues, but I've, I definitely have made some healthy steps, you know, um, I can now get into a bathing suit, you know, and, you know, around people that I'm comfortable with, um, you know, I can go to the beach, you know, um, I, I, I'm having an immense amount of fun with my life, you know, where I, I could not do that 10 years ago. I could not do that. Um, I've, especially this year, you know, I've really had a really great year and my relationship with exercise um, in a healthy way, not an unhealthy way. So um, um, I now exercise five to seven days a week, you know, and if I miss a day, it's not the end of the world, you know? I am not obsessing over, you know, my calories and um, how much calories I'm burning. You know, I do weigh and measure my food and I am on a, you know, um, I, I do have a meal plan, you know, that I plan. Uh, every week I try to plan my meals if I can. Um, I try to meal prep if I can, because that makes my life easier. But um, when I, I think I mentioned, you know, my abstinence is no binging and no restricting. So, I mean, the binging sounds pretty straightforward, right? You know, um, but the restricting for me is skipping meals. Um, so like not eating for either hours or days. Um, if I start doing that, you know, um, I know I've slept. Um, and binging is obviously, you know, when you're eating is out of control. Uh, those are the two things. Thank you. Yeah, uh, those are things I, I cannot do. That that's why it is my abstinence because binging is way over here on this side of my pendulum, and restricting is way over here on this side of my pendulum. If I am like, I have to be somewhere in between. If I am over here, or over, you know, on the other side, I am, I'm in trouble. You know, so um, uh, right now, you know, I have experienced some. Some periods of food freedom, I've talked about this before, and I don't know, for me, food freedom, what that means is just, I don't think about food. I'm not obsessing over food. Um, those of you who know what I mean, you know, it's just, you're constantly thinking about food, you know, and what you can and can't eat or what you're going to eat on the next meal. And it is like, it, it takes up your entire day, you know, um, that, I mean, now these days, I mean, and that's not every day. It is not every day. I'm not one of those people who were struck abstinent, you know, um, and, and they're, you know, totally, completely, you know, um, 
in food freedom. I, I'm not like that. Uh, there are times that um, I am suffering and I am struggling and I am white knuckling it. Um, and then there's other times I'm not thinking about food at all and I'm in a really great place. Um, so um, I try not to, um, yeah, that food obsession is not there anymore, you know, and I don't judge myself anymore for having a bad day. You know, what I would, what I would consider a bad day, you know, um, I, I just, I am getting too old for this beating myself up, you know, the, the things that go through my head, you know, um, I just, I can't keep up with it anymore. You know, the world is hard enough, you know, and I, I am tired of adding to that as well. So there's always the next day. It's kind of what I think about it. So yeah. Um, yeah, because my, in my head, you know, it is still a minefield. I still have doubt you know, and the world out there is still an unfriendly place for those of us who suffer from this disease. Um, you know, I had a I had a friend say to me the other day, you know, when I refused to, you know, eat some like holiday treat at work or something like that. And he's like, well, why can't you just have one? And those of you who know or have ever heard that before, it is just the most unhelpful thing to say to somebody who is suffering the, you know, like we do, um, because that's just like saying to an alcoholic, you know, why can't you just have one drink? You know, that is just, it doesn't work. <laughs> There's no such thing as that, you know, um, I can't just have one, you know, uh, so, and, you know, how to teach others how to, you know, um, treat you. I, I mean, I don't know. My, my, this is how I am. Shelby's gut reaction is to lay into this person, right? <laughs> all, all I could tell him was just, you know what? That's just not helpful, you know, to me. Um, and I told him I can't just have this, one, so I, I choose not to have any at all. So, um, another thing I do is I have a like I have my routine. I find a lot of security in my routine. You know, uh, my daily or weekly routine, or my like to do lists. You know, my organizer. You know, I have a daily routine of things that I like to do. I like to read my literature. You know, um, I like to meditate and I like to exercise every morning. And then um, I like to set up my meals, you know, either on Sundays or Wednesdays. Um, another thing that has changed a lot in my program is that like my quality of food has improved immensely. Like I, I don't, I don't, eat fast food unless I'm in a bind like that. I mean, things happen, right? You know, there's times you can't plan your meal, right? And there's times you just, you're in a rush and you gotta, you gotta go, you know, you have to eat a something. A minute remaining. Thank you. Um, and these days, like my, my just, my quality of food is just much better. I eat good food and I savor that food. So um, one last thing, I guess if I could, you know, mention this, I always plug this because for me, it's been so key to my, you know, program is, and keeps me coming back is, is service. And, um, I'm, I am 99% sure I would have been way gone a long time ago had it not been for service. And, um, it is, is not only is it, you know, kept me stayed here, you know, my program I have a strong program because of service and it is a fulfilling um, thing for me. Um, so 
my suggestion, you know, finding a sponsor, working the steps, and then if you're lucky enough, you know, have the gift of becoming a sponsor yourself. And um, yeah, so um, thank you for listening and thank you for letting me share. I think that's all I have to say.